For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What's up? It is Winning Cures Everything. That's right. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. It is NFL preview season. That's, I do want to listen to that music real quick. Though. That stuff sounds so good, man. So good. All right. So today we are discussing the AFC East and the NFC East. The show, as always, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. They've got insanely awesome things going down, down in Tunica. And we're going to be there quite a bit this football season. So go check it out for yourself, tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini. But you can find our YouTube, our podcasts, etc. If you would, share the show out. Leave some comments on the YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And leave a nice review, a five-star review, if you would so kindly. If you enjoy the show, we would appreciate the support. Chris, are you ready to fire in to the Buffalo Bills? Yes, sir. All right. The Buffalo Bills in the AFC East in 2018, they went 7-9. and nine. They are plus 1,000 to win the division. Their projected strength of schedule this season is 28th in the league. So, fairly easy schedule compared to last season. Their turnover margin last year was 23rd in the league. They were minus 5, so not good. You would expect that with a rookie quarterback. Correct. Uh, total yards per play. They were number 31 in the league last year, 4.7. That is not good. Defense, total yards per play, they were number three. They held teams to only 4.9 yards per play. Uh, head coach, Sean McDermott. The offensive coordinator is Brian Dable. And defensive coordinator is Leslie Frazier. The over-under is seven. To go over, it's minus 140. So Vegas thinks fairly highly of this team. To go under is plus 110. What say you? They are uh, they are projected favorites in only four games this year, by the way. So I'm leaning more in the in the way that Vegas is, is leaning here. It shocked me that their over-under was so high. Yeah. And that the juice was in favor of Vegas thinking they're going to more likely go over than under. Um, I got this team as a borderline wild card team. Yeah. I, I got them seven and nine. 
if they finished eight and eight or nine and seven, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I like oh. Sean McDermott a lot. I think he's the most underrated coach in all of the NFL. Oh, he has completely rebuilt this defense. Nobody talks about him and as one of the best coaches in the NFL, but he's the most consistent. A couple of years ago, he made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor and ain't much else. Yeah. Um, that roster was pretty depleted, but they fight hard. They play really hard for him. He puts together good game plans. His biggest knock that made him a joke or a laughing stock in the NFL was he tried to force this Nate Peterman thing down people's throat. Yeah. And it just didn't work. Um, I think Josh Allen is a lot better than people thought he was going to be coming out of college. He was a rookie, so they weren't great last year. I'm going to tell you this. I think they added a lot of speed to this team. Oh, they're, here's their wide receiver core. They've got Robert Foster, John Brown, yep. Cole Beasley now. Uh, so they brought in new guys there, and they completely rebuilt the running back core, which is Frank Gore, TJ Yeldon, and they no, drafted Devin Singletary. I was Singletary. just about to say, Devin yep. Singletary is going to dominate, dominate this year. If, if you're a fancy guy, look, you might for him, grab him. look for him in those mid-rounds because he's not going early. You get him cheap. He's going to be a number one uh, uh, running back for this team. I think he's going to get the most carries, the most touches. I mean, he's the most athletic guy. The biggest knock on him coming out of college, if you watched him play college at FIU. FAU. FAU, yeah. sorry. I do that all the time. It happens. He <laughs> he looked really, really good. Yeah. He went into the combine. He ran like a five-something 40. And it was bad, and people think he's slow. I, I can't. He I ain't can't, slow. I can't answer his 40 time. I watched him play with football pads. Well, he's, he's got carrying a pad. really good vision. Right? He, he sees the field well. He understands where because that's the biggest thing. Like Trent Richardson was really fast. Yeah. But he, was he couldn't big see and he was the field. Fast, he couldn't he, see where yeah. to make the cuts. He couldn't find he he right into a hole. Yeah. yeah. So with uh with Devin Singletary, it's completely different. I, I like him a lot. But I also think TJ Yeldon, good experienced guy. Frank yeah, Gore, of course, good locker room guy. Yeah, no, Frank's yeah. A, an unbelievable dude to kind of help teach these guys how to be pros. And uh I like this team. I got them seven and nine. I wanted to have them eight and eight, but I've got I them just seven took, and nine. Took as well. a little bit less. Yeah. I wouldn't touch this under over under though. No, not a chance. I wouldn't touch it. Not a chance. Um, they uh, they brought in Ed Oliver on defense. They signed cornerback Kevin Johnson, uh, Jerry Hughes, another defensive end. He returns. They're still like one edge rusher away from really being a dominant defense. And, but they're building they're the defense. Anyway. In the, they're building the defense from the middle. Like edge the way rushers, that you're supposed to. Edge rushers get all the praise. They get all the yeah. glory. They get all the credit. And they get the mega contracts, okay? Well, they, they were like number 26 in the NFL last year as far as pass rushing. Yes, so, but they were number three overall in defense. Yes. So who gives a crap if you're bad on pass rush, but you stop everything else? Agreed. Like, you don't get a lot of sacks. Guess what? Some of these quarterbacks, if you keep them in the pocket and, and you just put a rush on them, they're not great. Yeah, no, you're right. You are correct about anyway, that. Anyway, so. I, I like this team a lot more than most people. I, I was surprised that Vegas had them that way. I went into it thinking, I'm going to have them 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. I looked through the schedule. It's it, Now, the, the 28th ranked strength of schedule, like, that's fourth softest. That's right. But I just, I can't, I think 7-9. and nine. I think 7-9 is good. They've got and, a couple of home games that I think would normally be winnable games. But Philadelphia comes home. I think the Eagles are going to be really good. That's going to be a hard game to win. And 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 when you start chipping away at some of your, your home games, then then I think it's hard to get to 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. 
You got to go on the road in the NFL, and it's just not an easy thing to do. I do agree with you. Anyway, let's move into the Miami Dolphins. Seven and nine last year, division championship odds plus two thousand. Yeah. So basically non-existent. Uh, strength of schedule is number twenty this year. Turnover margin last year was number eleven in the league. They were plus three. Pretty good, right? Uh, head coach Brian uh, Brian Flores. He was the New England defense coordinator, although he didn't have that title necessarily. We'll talk more about <laughs> he that called later. Plays on defense. Yeah. Uh, yards per play, they were number 25 in the league last year at 5.3. Defense, total yards per play, they were number 30 at 6.1. How this team went 7-9 and nine last year, I really have no idea. Um, I mean, they, they're they a projected favorite in only three games. Their over-under is 4.5. To go over is minus 145, which shocks me. And to go under is plus 115. Uh, I mean, you they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. They bring in Josh Rosen. To try and shore, they they gave away Ryan Tannehill. Yep. Um, they're trying to rebuild this new offensive coordinator Chad O'Shea. Uh, he was New England's wide receivers coach. Defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. He was Green Bay's linebacker coach. Uh, they drafted Christian Wilkins on defense. I, you know, it, this, this team. Here's the shocking stat about this team, right? They went seven and one, which is eighty-seven point five percent in one-score games last year. 21 teams since 1995 have done that. All went at least 10 and 6. So every win <laughs> that Miami had last year, they went 7 and 9. The right. only team in history to win seven one point games, or not one point, seven one, one score, score games, games, yes. To not win at least 10, they went 7 and 9. Every game they won was by one score. Now, it, it had to do with turnover margin, it had to do with all sorts of stuff. I mean, crazy it, flukiness. I mean, yeah, it's what. How do you feel about? Oh, here's the other. Uh, they were, they, they hit ninety percent of their field goals last year, and their opposition uh, hit seventy five percent. That is the. There's no so, way you can analyze that. There's they, no way you can hit, predict that. Yeah, at all. they hit the seventh highest yep. in the league, and their opponents hit the third uh, like uh, worst. worst. Yeah, and that plus fifteen percent. Field goal edge well, yeah, made when up you a ton only, of points. When you only win by one score, that's that's amazing. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And there's no way to predict those types of things, no, right? Like it's almost so, impossible. So you could take your analysis of a team and just completely throw it away if weird things like that happen. I, I like, felt good about Josh Rosen coming into this situation because I was like, anything has got to be better than Arizona. And then you look at their roster, and it's – Man, like that the he played behind a really crap offensive line. And I think the play calling would be better for him, but he's still playing behind an offensive line that is just not built for pass protection. I don't know that he is gonna play behind this offensive line. No, I think I think Fitzpatrick plays early. I think Fitzpatrick play I think Fitzpatrick plays the whole time. I, you think I all think, season? Yeah, I think and he's getting on up there, man. It don't matter. He still could put up points, he can still sling that thing. Yeah, he can st- I think he'll sling it early. I think he gets hurt. No, no, he's not getting hurt. It, but he's, behind that offensive line, I think be all right. he'll be all right. He's gonna dump the ball off Kenyon Drake and 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 those guys. They'll they'll be fine. Um, I don't I don't like this team. I like them better than Vegas. I think I got them five wins. Um, and I'm, a lot of that is I've got I, them three and thirteen. I mean that doesn't surprise me. He, here I, I know I'm out on a limb on some of these. This team actually grades worse than the zero and sixteen. Brown's team. I know. Oh, no, there's no question. That team had talent. That yeah. team had talent. It just had 
cinder blocks up to their knees in in Hugh Jackson. I mean, you yes. put that kind of stink on a guy, then you can't just get that oh, off. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. So here's my deal. I think Brian Flores is going to be a really good head coach. I, yeah. I actually think he's going to be not he's not going to be the next Belichick, which everybody's trying to do by hiring his assistants, but I think he runs a professional organization. I don't think in any way, shape, form, or fashion they're going to go in tanking. I think this team is going to play hard. I think he's going to hold people accountable. Like three days into training camp, he fired the offensive line coach. No, you're not cutting it. And I'd rather fire you today <laughs> – once again, what's the rule? As soon as you know you have a losing hand, you fold it. You fold it. If you know this guy's not your guy three days in, hit the bricks, Tommy. It's yeah. time to go. I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to play smart. They're not going to make a lot of dumb mistakes. And uh, I think he's going to make the defense better. I think that's one of the reasons they drafted defense when I, I think they probably needed offense and offensive line help. Um and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good enough quarterback to where there's going to be at least two or three games that he's going to start where he's going to put up 30 points. He's just going to do it. And there's going to be three or four games where he's going to throw more pick sixes than touchdowns. Like, yeah. like that's going to happen. So five, I think, I think if they can win two or three games on their own and Ryan Fitzpatrick just has that Fitz magic game two or three times, I think they get to five wins. It could, it could 100% happen. Okay, so you uh, you like them a, a little more than I do. A little more than you do. The New England Patriots, eleven and five last year. You Super Bowl champions to win the division. They are minus four hundred out in Vegas. Their strength of schedule, the softest in the league, number thirty two. Turnover margin last year, they were number five in the league, plus ten. That now Belichick is uh, has always been good at that. Uh, offense, well, you just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. It's not that they're a ball-hawking team. Yeah, they just they If just you fumble, you sit down. Yep. And then you never come back. Total yards per play, they were number nine in the league last year at 5.9. Defense, total yards per play, number 16. They gave up 5.7. Uh, no defensive coordinator this year. That is to be determined. Nope. It, well, it, it'll be Belichick. Bill, Bill's made it clear. I'm just going to run the defense. Yeah. Uh, Trey Flowers is gone. They drafted Chase Winovich. Uh, Jamie Collins comes back. Uh, offense coordinator Josh McDaniels drafted uh, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Uh, and they got running back Damian Harris, uh, who will be a – I, I think that the reason I bring him up, I think he fits the offense better than Sonny Michelle does. I, but, I do too. But the offense could be completely different this year without Rob Gronkowski. There's no replacing him. So do they run, like, <laughs> multiple tight ends? Do they – They're going to run – they're going to run multiple tight ends. And they're going to run the ball, and their receivers, they're going to have two running backs on the field at all times. I, I don't i don't know what this offense is going to look like. I know this. They got more running backs in the league than anybody in the on the team than anybody in the league. Yeah. Yeah. They got no receivers at all. Nikhil Harry is instantly the number one wide out because Edelman's going to play in the slot. Yeah. And, and I don't think uh, uh, Dorsett is going to, you know, I, I, think, no. I think Harry's going to overtake him now. He hasn't. First, first, we need to preface all of this because this is the first video we're doing. We're recording this August, August 11th, 11th yeah. all right? If somebody gets hurt between now and the time the season starts, you lose a quarterback, something, Drew Brees goes down, like what we think of a team completely oh, changes. Oh, yeah, completely changes. So, but right now, Nikhil Harry hadn't had a good camp, but in the first preseason game, he comes out, he goes up, he makes a big play on the ball. The guy's got play. talent. I think before the end of camp is over, 
he's going to be the best receiver. He's going to be one of the most physical dominant guys. But nobody's replacing Gronk. Yeah. Nobody. It's, it's almost impossible. Um, let me tell you a little story about how Bill Belichick is the master of the salary cap. Oh, right. yeah. Left tackle Trent Brown brought him in last year. He was traded to New England for a third-round pick. Uh, it was a cap hit of only $1.9 million. This offseason, he signed with Oakland for $66 million. And the Pats get a, a comp Come pick see. Yep. because of that. So they get him to come in and win a Super Bowl. And now, of course, they've got Isaiah Wynn, who will be back this year. So they have got the the cheapest offensive line in the league, but it's because all of them still have three, four years left on their deal. They are building it through the draft and everything. And, and this team, this organization, understands how to how to play the game, how to build a team with a salary cap. And it is insane. So what uh what are you looking up here? Uh the most valuable player, person, individual in all of the NFL is is not Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick makes a lot of money. Well yeah. It's it's Dante Scarnecchia. I'm trying to find what Dante Scarnecchia makes in the salary is what I'm trying to look up. I get his net worth, but that doesn't help me any. And I can't find his salary. Um, but he's the offensive line offensive coach, line coach yeah. and, and he takes no name guys, undrafted dudes all the time, turns them in when they become free agents into the highest paid players in the NFL and the Patriots say, bye. And, and guess what? Those great offensive linemen that leave the Patriots and take that payday, never make another pro bowl again. They're never a great again because they truly are a hand in the way yeah. they work. They are five individuals working together for one force. And when one of them does something different, outstanding, unique, and leaves on his own, he's worthless. Not, yeah. not that he's worthless, but compared to what he's valued well, he's, at. He's not worthless. He's just yeah. worth less than he was That's right. with the Pats. And and then, so this is how he's a, he just does matrix things with the salary cap. I don't understand how some of these things work. Tom Brady got a new extension to your yeah. deal. Somehow his cap hit for this year went down five million dollars, but his salary went up eight million dollars. I don't pretend to be a cap expert in the league. I don't know how that works. This year, Tom Brady's gonna make eight million dollars more than he was set to make, but he's gonna cost the cap five million less this year. That math doesn't make sense to my brain. I don't understand yeah, the rules I don't, I don't get or how that works. But I'll tell you this: that five million dollars. That's his wheelhouse. If you look at Van Noy and, and all of the types of guys like that, these, these mid-level veterans that Bill brings in, they all make 4 to $5 million. Bill said, do this deal. We're going to give you an $8 million bump. You're going to save us $5 million. I'm going to turn that $5 million die into some dude that nobody's ever heard of before. He's going to help us win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the wheelhouse that he is. I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah. I've got them twelve and four this year. They're a projected favorite in thirteen games. I got them twelve and four also. And let me tell you the games I have them losing because I'm going to specifically tell you: a, they're not going to lose a home game. Look at their home schedule. Well, yeah, they're not. It's brutal. It's brutal. They got they got Philly at home. They got they, Cleveland they don't at lose home. At no, they don't. I think they go to Philly. They've got Cleveland at home. They got Pittsburgh at home. They got Kansas City at home. They don't lose home games, and they don't lose to big teams. You know who he's going to lose to? He's going to lose that second game of the season to Miami because they're going to go down 120-degree heat and they're not going to play well. 
and Brian Flores is going to get him. They're going to lose a game at the Jets probably because it's just something that they do. They're going to lose a game at Philly, and they're probably going to lose at Houston. Okay. He's going to lose to one playoff team. Yeah, that sounds And then they're going to win the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> that's what he does, right? I mean, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're anyway. right. All right. All right, let's move on to the Jets. 4-12 and last year to win the division championship plus 500. So they got the second best odds. Uh, strength of schedule, number 31. That is the second softest behind the Patriots. Turnover margin, 27th in the league last year. They were minus 10, kind of to be expected with their right. rookie quarterback. Uh, head coach is Adam Gase now, former Miami coach. Uh, they're over-under is 7. So over is minus 150. The juice on the under plus 120. They expect them to, to go over 7 as opposed to under it. Uh, offense, total yards per play last year, number 29 in the league at 4.9 yards per play. Defense, total yards per play, number 21. They gave up 5.7 yards per play. That's a minus 0.8 difference, not good. But they bring in uh, Dewell Loggins, Miami offensive coordinator from last year, and they bring in defensive coordinator Greg Williams, who did some good things in Cleveland. Uh, they drafted defensive tackle Keenan Williams. They... Now, as far as offense goes, they brought in Jamison Crowder, uh, wide receiver, and they brought in Le'Veon Bell. I was about to say, that, that's not what they brought in. No, they brought in Le'Veon Bell. They brought uh, Le'Veon in Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Uh, Donald, who, who Adam Gates was pissed about and got the the uh, the general manager fired for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, former OC Jeremy Bates, his sporadic play calling definitely hindered the development of Sam Darnold early. They changed things up a little bit. Darnold actually led the NFL in QBR in December last year. Did you know that? Yeah, it was it was safe passes. Yeah. They ran the ball a lot more, and, and they threw a lot short, easy passes, get his completion rate up, let guys be athletes in the open field. It was yeah. smart. It's what um, you need to do with a rookie quarterback. They So I said they drafted defensive tackle uh, Kenny Williams. They signed C.J. Mosley, linebacker from Baltimore, Defensive tackle Leonard Williams and uh, safety Jamal Adams are the the force of the defense, the rock of the defense. They lead one of the league's most talented defenses. I was Greg Williams to say. has a ton to work with. Yes. Uh, they're projected favorites in only four games this year. Um, the first seven weeks are brutal, but, I mean, it's the second easiest schedule in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I've got them eight and eight this year. Whoa! I like Sam Darnold. I think that he's going to – I think that Adam Gase can really work with him uh, so long as he can stay healthy. Because it, I liked Ryan Tannehill when he was healthy, when he was on the field. What Gase was doing with him in Miami, like, Gase always overachieved what I thought Miami was going to be. And now he's just got significantly more talent and a better defensive coordinator. So I like him at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, If they go 7-9, 9-7, nine, nine either one wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I, I don't so see... This is our first big difference. Okay. Big, big difference. I got him 4-12. And and I'm going to tell you why I I don't like what Adam Gase. I think Adam Gase got lucky. We just talked about yeah, we Miami just talked about Miami being like having lucky. so many weird fluky things happen to get them to seven wins. I like this defense. I think Greg Williams will be fine. But but I but I also think I also think this offense is going to struggle. I I don't know that. When you don't have strong leadership in your locker room, bringing Le'Veon Bell into that locker room is not always the fix. Yeah, the coach openly 
having problems with them spending the amount of money they spent on Le'Veon. On Le'Veon Bell. Is, and, and everybody in the league knows that. I don't know that that's going to help make things go very smooth and kosher. I think chaos for young quarterbacks is always scary. Yeah. It's it just something I don't like. I don't like it in college. I don't like it in the NFL. When you're inexperienced at a level and there's constant churn and constant turnover, I it just scares me. I do think this defense has talent. I think Cleveland had a lot of talent on defense, and they still went 0-16. Yeah. I, I bad offenses and turmoil in locker rooms kind of conquer everything. Okay, so you've got them four and twelve. I got them four and twelve. We're we're big different. On yeah, that. we're way off on that one. Now I'm, I'm, eight, I'm eight. gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying this is the NFL. Everybody that I have 12, 13 wins, if they finish nine and seven, it wouldn't surprise me. Everybody that I have two to four wins, if they finish seven and nine, it wouldn't surprise me. This is this is a league in which it's set up for everybody to go eight and eight. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Now, not everybody will. Of oh course, no, but, it's not going to happen. But, but, that's, but that's the, the way, way it's set up. Yes. You ready to move to the NFC? Come on. NFC East. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Ten and six last year to win the division championship. They are plus one seventy five this year. Strength of schedule is twenty first. Their turnover margin last year was 12th in the league at plus three. Um, offense, total yards per play, number 22 in the league at 5.4 yards per play last year. Total yards per play on defense, they were number 13. They only gave up 5.4, so not bad. Uh, offense coordinator is Kellen Moore, head coach Jason Garrett, uh, defense coordinator Rod Marinelli. They're projected favorites in nine games this year. Uh, of course, we got to figure out what goes on with Zeke Elliott. Um, let me tell you an interesting story. Only 10 teams in NFL history have won nine one-score games, and the 2018 Cowboys were one of those. Out of their 10 wins, nine of them were by one score. Now, they, they only lost one one-score game. Now, is that good coaching, or is that lucky, or what it... So, here's what part of it is. In 2018, their first half offense was number 12 in efficiency in the NFL. They, they had a 48% success rate. They were pretty good. In the third quarter, that dropped to number 25 efficiency. They were way too conservative. Wait, they just, just started say, running the ball. You mean Jason Garrett? Exactly. Not, not right. being aggressive? They, uh, they were number nine that shocked me. in defensive efficiency last year. They improved from number 25 to that. So their, their defense, uh, it was number 25 three seasons ago. Number 11 two seasons ago, number nine last year. They just keep getting better. Rod Marinelli has done a really good job. Correct. They traded for Robert Quinn. Um, you know, I, I think that they signed Randall Cobb. They drafted Tony Pollard from Memphis uh, at running back to take over for Zeke if he's not there or whatever, or to split time with him because you can't just have one um, because you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, what what happens with with Zeke Elliott? I mean, is that the the key to this? I mean, yeah. we know what Dak Prescott is. We think. We know what Amari Cooper is. I don't, I don't know that we know what Dak is. That's the problem. Jason Whitlock came out this week and made one of the best comparisons I've ever seen to Dak. I think Dak is a really good quarterback. I don't. I kind of tend to crap on Dak a lot, and I don't mean to. It's just I, I crap on the 
Cowboys a lot, and that just he just he just kind of gets it on him. But but I like Dak. But the comparison Whitlock is is Dak is that great unbelievable toy you get for Christmas that requires batteries. And Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott are his batteries. Yeah. And if you don't have both those batteries, your toy kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. A, good thing this problem, if you're a Cowboys fan, is with your team and not somebody else's, and you're not a fan of someone else. Jerry is your owner. If they play two to three games without Zeke, and they don't win all three of them, Jerry going to pay Zeke. Oh yeah, Zeke will be back by week five, no questions asked, unless they are four and zero. And and okay. he'll be on a he'll be crazy because contract. because you've got the owner that cares more about winning than anything else. I don't know that there's another owner in the league that is as competitive as Jerry Jones is, and he's not going to let money stay. He don't care about future contracts. He don't yep. care about next year's team. He cares about right now what's right in front of him. So if I'm a fan, I know this. If you're drafting in fantasy leagues, know this. Just just pretend he's on a four-game suspension because he's going to be back. Yeah. The only way he's not is if the Cowboys go 4-0 in those first four games and they look really good. Then somebody might tell Jerry, look, man, maybe we don't need him. That's the, that's the only way that happens. Yeah. If, if and when he comes back, I think this team's going to be good, but I think they're going to lose some games early. And I think that's going to affect the schedule. I kind of assumed them being a seven and nine team this year. That's what I saw them as. I think I do think Zeke's gonna sit out. I do think Zeke's gonna miss some games. It's gonna take the knees out from under him. I got him seven and nine. Because I thought they were did I say seven and nine early. I thought they were nine and seven team. That's exactly and, what I've got him at. I've got him nine and seven. I got him seven and nine because I think they're gonna lose some games early without Zeke. And I don't think you can just make those up. I don't think you're going to win two extra games that you would have normally not won. So and think I think Zeke that's hard. Means that much. Yes, I really do. In a okay. in a league in which running backs don't mean a lot, not every team is built the same. Not every team has the same identity. Now and I right. truly believe he's the best player on that team. He's the most important player on that team. Okay. Okay. I will tell you one thing, and we said this last year. Oh, they're over under, by the way. The season. Oh, yeah. Over under is uh, is nine. nine. I was about to say. And yeah. over is plus 100, under is minus 120. That's right. So. so, my initial response when they hired Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator was, man, this ain't going to work out. And I kind of I kind of didn't like that hire, and I thought it wasn't going to be good. I'm not a Jason Garrett fan to begin with, and yeah. so I think he needs a strong coordinator. I might be wrong on that. Um, Kevin Clark from the Ringer brought this brought this uh, topic up last year when they made the or not in the offseason when the when the promotion happened and the hire happened. I think the guys going to a more college football style offense is a good thing, not a bad thing. I Kelly, think it helps that. Kellen, yes, they're going to spread things out. I'm trying to find the best way to say this. Kellen Moore is a college guy. He played all those years at Boise State. He understands. Chris Peterson offense, man. If you could get Chris Peterson's offense, and his brother works for Fresno State, right? Yeah. And 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 he's in the college world working with creative uh, uh, play calling. I actually think he's going to be a boost if Jason Garrett takes the handcuffs off of him and lets him call plays. But when you're right, when they get leads, man, Jason Garrett might be the he coaches afraid more than any coach I've ever seen in my life. A hundred percent. And that hurts his team. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got him seven. I got him seven and nine. I think I think Zeke's gonna sit out a couple games. I think there's winnable games on that schedule that they're gonna lose. It's I've, like I said, I've got them nine and seven. I like that defense a lot. Uh, schedule I think sets up well, etc. So, uh, moving on, the New York Giants, New York Football Giants, five and eleven in two thousand eighteen. To win the division championship, they are plus one thousand. Their strength of schedule, number twenty-seven, way on down there. Pretty soft schedule. Uh, turnover margin, they were number fourteen in the league last year, plus two. Head coach is Pat Shermer, uh, GM Dave Gettleman. The options that he could have had between the last two drafts, where he could have drafted Sam Darnold and Josh Allen this year at number six, rather than that would have, have been good. Rather than what they have now, is what it is. Uh, they're over under is six this year. To go over is plus one fifteen. To go under is minus one thirty five. Total yards per play, number ten in the league last year, five point eight yards per play. Uh, for offense coordinator Mike Shula, total yards per play on defense was number 22. They gave up 5.7, so not great, but not awful. Um, they signed defensive end Marcus Golden. They drafted defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence and linebacker, or sorry, cornerback uh, DeAndre Baker. They drafted Daniel Jones on offense. They signed wide receiver Golden Tate to replace OBJ. Spent um, for the first four games. Yep, they are uh, they are a projected favorite in only four games this year. Tell me, tell me why I should like this team and maybe why I shouldn't. I don't, I can't. I've got them at seven and nine. Whoa. And, and I, <laughs> I know that that's insane. Yeah. Maybe but not. It, it might not be. Once again, all these teams could finish around seven and nine. They, they've got talent. Like they, they lost um, Landon Collins and I, looking through the schedule, Looking at the team last year, I thought that they were better than their record last year, right? So, I feel like something has to give here. I like Pat Shermer. I do like Pat Shermer. I think he finds a way to get this done. I think Daniel Jones might be better than people give him credit for. Yeah, but people are giving him no credit at all. And that's, So, you're that's, right. Yeah. He could be better than that and still be the worst quarterback in the NFL if he's starting. So... I mean, he could easily be 32 out of all 32 starting quarterbacks if he's starting. Here's the problem. If Eli's starting, I think Eli's days are done. Here's, here's the other side of this. I, I think that Odell Beckham Jr. is nuts, right? So I think for that locker room, I think like while he, will, he could help Cleveland because I think they could thrive in chaos with the egos and whatnot that they've got in the locker room, I think that the Giants didn't know how to handle that. So I think that getting back to a more normal routine roster could actually help them out. And I mean they they won 5 games last year. So I think with the roster turnover and another year under Shermer, I think that they can be even better. I we just disagree. I I I, I got this team 3 and 13. I don't think Ooh. they're going to be good. I think Eli is if Eli plays the entire season, I think he's He's steady going backwards, and he's aging. At some point in time, it's going to be Daniel Jones. And while Daniel Jones might be better than we all thought he was going to be, he looked really good in that one drive in the preseason. Five for five. New with York a touchdown. Yeah, put him, get, get him a gold jacket. But the problem is, is at some point in time, he's going to play a defense that's going to come at him. Yeah. And, and I just think that that's going to be hard. It's going to be shocking. I don't know that this – 
Like, they spent a lot of money in equity in their offensive line last year. That offensive line wasn't good last year. No. All those guys were supposed to be great. Nate Solder came over from the Patriots, supposed to be the best left tackle in football. Guess what? He left Dante Skarnickia. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. Couldn't block anybody. Yeah. Got busted through by everyone. I, I just don't know that Daniel Jones is athletic enough to, to save his skin, and I don't know that he's accurate enough to make passes on the run. And I know that Eli's not anymore. Yeah. And so if you can't sit in a clean pocket, and at some point in time, NFLs are not going to just let a running back with not a lot of other weapons scaring them beat them. Saquon Barkley is a freak. He might be one of the best offensive athletes in the league. The the problem is, is there is almost no threat. I like Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard's a good receiver. Sterling Shepard's not a number one receiver. He's not Juju Smith-Schuster who can just – you can lose an Antonio Brown and say, we're good. Yeah. We got our number one guy. They're not close to the same athlete. No, they're not close. No, you're right. So, in in Golden Tate, slot guy, he's probably going to help because you're going to have to have a lot of short, quick passes. I just think defensive guys are too fast now. I, I just do. I, I could be dead wrong on this team. I don't like them. It may be because it, I'm, I'm going the complete opposite way. Last year, I liked him a lot. Yeah, no, I remember Last that. year, I liked him a whole lot. It's, and, and I was and the I one was, that, was, that, that, that thought were, they wouldn't be good. Yeah, and you were like, it wouldn't be good. But now There's I think a, they, it, because everybody hates Gettleman so much, it, it, I've seen this script before. Yeah, Everybody but, thinks that they are awful, they're trash, they're whatever. That works when it's the coach or it's a player. I don't know that anybody's getting behind the general manager. I agree with you. Because all those players are also getting crapped on a little bit by that general manager when it comes to contract negotiations. No, you're right about and, that. And, you know, agents saying all the reasons why they should get raises, and they're all saying, well, yeah, but you struggled here and you struggled there, and you always yeah, push no, them down. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, I don't know that anybody's fighting hard for a GM. Now, are I you? do like Pat Shermer. I would love to be wrong on this. All right, so 7-9, and nine, and you've got them 3-13. Three and 13. Let's move on. The Philadelphia Eagles, oh yeah, nine and seven last year to win the division championship. They are minus one twenty-five at Vegas. Strength of schedule number twenty-nine, way on down there. Turnover margin last year, they were twenty-fifth in the league at minus six. Uh, they they really should have been better. Um, they dom they've dominated early down success rate on offense and defense the last two years. Uh, last year, like. With Carson Wentz, how they lost some of those games early, I have no idea. I don't know how they went 9-7 and seven last year. I got an um, for that. <laughs> their uh, over-under is 9.5. To go over is minus 175. Under is plus 155. Uh, total yards per play, they were number 16 on offense. 5.6 yards per play. Uh, on defense, number 24 with 5.8 yards per play given up. Offense coordinators might grow. Uh, they traded for wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. They drafted running back Miles Sanders, who was expected to start this year, and wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who we loved at Stanford. I was just about to say, yeah. that kid's going to – their receiving core is substantially better. Their backfield is a lot better. they got to stop leaning so much on Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is good. We saw this MVP season of him before he got hurt. Yep. I, I don't think that that's natural. I don't think that that's real. I think that was a one-time thing which is why they leaned on him last year. He couldn't come close to replicating it. Not close to replicating it. This year, he won't have to. And that's good. 
Defense coordinator is Jim Schwartz, by the way. Signed defensive tackle uh, Malik Jackson and defensive end Vinny Curry. Uh, both of those guys are going to be basically backups. This, um, this team this team is the best team in the league, talent-wise, in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yes. That's why early downs on offense and early downs on defense, they're the best in the league. And they still play with a chip on their shoulder. Like, that, oh, Fletcher yeah. Cox, it, like, these guys still pay attention ne- to ESPN, and when they don't get the Never credit— Never gets that, credit. Yeah, when they don't get the credit that they feel like they deserve. Nobody has loved Fletcher Cox like oh. we have. I think— think he's in the realm of one of the best defensive players in the league. Yes. And he doesn't get that love. And it, uh, it drives me insane because people don't know how to watch football. Yes. They're projected favorites in 11 games. Like I said, the over-under is 9.5. I've got them at 11-5 and five this year. I got them 12-4. and four. Ooh, Yeah, we're yes, close. It, I like this team a lot. May, so I think they need to do – now, heaven forbid me tell a Super Bowl winning coach how to, how to run his team, but, but I – I think they've got to get rid of this. He wants a committee in the backfield. He wants three, four guys, not just a one-two punch. He wants three, he four, wants maybe lot. five different. He wants to be the Patriots in the backfield. The problem is is he's never had a really good running back back there, and now he's got one, and he's yeah. young. Not a lot of miles on him. Get those miles, run Miles Sanders all the way through the ground, and and. Build this offense from the inside out. Your offensive line is really good at pushing folks around. That makes Carson Wentz's job so much easier. Alshon Jeffries is on the other side of his career. Yes. But you got a couple of guys coming here. I love the addition of Whiteside. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of this offense. And then on the other side of the defense, I think they're the most talented front seven top to bottom. They don't have a lot of stars. Nobody knows all these guys' names. It's just because people don't pay attention to how defenses are really ran. Yes. This is the most talented front seven in the league. I think this is the best offensive line in the league. I think Carson Wentz is good, not great, but I think he's going to have one of his best years ever. He doesn't he's he's above do, average. He, oh, he's way above average, yeah. but he doesn't have to be Superman. I think last yeah. year he tried to be that MVP guy. Well, I think there was so much competition between him and Foles. He wanted to prove that, hey, you, you're still – Good with me. Like you're I still don't think better. He had the offensive skill players around him for him to be successful at all. No. Deshaun Jackson is going to be what Deshaun Jackson is. Once or twice a game, Wentz is going to throw the ball up for a 30, 40 yard bomb, and Deshaun's just going to take it to the house. He's going to yeah. catch one ball for 70 yards and a touchdown, and it's going to it's going to flip a game. Yeah, I like this team a whole lot. Let's move on. The Washington Redskins, seven and nine last year. To win the division championship, they're plus 800. Their strength of schedule, 22nd in the league. Uh, turnover margin was number 10 last year. They were plus 7 in turnovers. Their over-under is 6.5. The juice on the over is plus 110. On the under is minus 130. They are a projected favorite in four games. Head coach Jay Gruden, uh, this may be the last year if he can't find a way to, to figure something out. However, Daniel Snyder likes to keep coaches around and give them a shot, right? So they lost Alex Smith to the injury last year. That hurts the salary cap. Colt McCoy's coming back. They traded for Case Keenum. They drafted Dwayne Haskins. I think Haskins ends up starting sooner than later, uh, and that might just be by direct order of the owner because he loves Dwayne Haskins. Um, Offense coordinator's Kevin O'Connell. Defense coordinator Greg Manuski. They were yards per play on offense last year. They were number 28. 5.0 yards per play. On defense, 
They were number 17. They gave up 5.7 yards per play. They signed Landon Collins. They drafted defensive end Montez Sweat. Uh, like I said, projected favorites in four games. Uh, I like Washington. They've got the, talent. They've got talent. And if you're an SEC guy, they got a lot of Alabama dudes. They got a lot of LSU dudes. Like they, they yes, they're all over the place. They um, got athletes. I I can't figure out why this team's bad all the time. Well, they're injured all the time. But that, and that's the thing. That they has to speak to an organization, right? And that's we've talked about this before. If you if you've watched the show throughout the year, yeah. we've discussed like there's a reason that. Uh, Who's the the offensive tackle? Oh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams, who re, who says he's refusing to play for him again. Not gonna play. And if and if he doesn't play for him, like that hurts things a lot. Well, yeah, because he is a fantastic offensive lineman, and I I've got this team at five and eleven this year. We're, I, I we're think close. because they're going to start Dwayne Haskins soon, and what do you just, think of Haskins? I think that he can develop into a really good quarterback. He is. Really accurate with his passes. He, his throwing motion, everything about him as far as being a quarterback is good. Uh, I thought he was better than Daniel Jones. Like, I I think he could have been the best quarterback in the draft okay. over, over Kyler Murray, over everybody else. That's an else. irrelevant statement as to how he's going to be in the NFL. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Uh, it, in the NFL, I think it, like it's going to take a year. That's why I've got him 5-11. and 11. You, Again, you can't project for injuries and whatnot. But you almost I have to assume am. two or three guys are going to go down that are important. Exactly on this because team. they they have every year for the, what their three training years staff now? is doing something that they don't need to be doing. So I'm going to give a free plug to somebody. Hope you're okay with this. If you listen to the podcast, you hear you hear the uh, you hear the promo for a podcast called Shane Falco Experience. These guys are pretty funny. <laughs> They're good. They're out in California. They're good dudes. Um, one of those guys on this show. Says Dwayne Haskins is going to throw for thirty plus touchdowns and forty five hundred yards this year. And what twenty five picks? I I don't think we're close to the first two numbers, and we're really close to that second that that third number. Yeah, I, I think this team's going to struggle, and I also think if they were smart, thirty in the touchdowns. Line, to, like who, it, what, who's he got? Josh Dotson? Like, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Who I don't know who we're like, throwing to. I'm I mean, sure. Jake, they, drafted, uh, they drafted his buddy from uh, from Ohio State. That's right. But, like, here's the deal. Jay Gruden's actually a really good coach, and if he gets fired for this, somebody's going to pick him up, and they're going to do really well. He, what he has done with the injuries and the problems and the chaos that Dan Snyder and 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 and, and the team president, Allen, something Allen or Allen something. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. He's, I don't think these guys are good at their jobs. Like I don't, I don't. I think this is a really hard place to succeed, and I think Jay has been above average with the things that he's gotten. I think they got a lot of talent. I can't explain why guys get hurt all the time. Maybe that is Jay's problem. Maybe the way he runs practices and he puts his guys at risk. I, I don't know the answer to any of those things. I got him four and twelve. I think they got the talent to be a lot better than. Them. I mean, this yeah. is one of those teams where like you. If you took a really good cut, like if you took Sean McDermott and you gave him this roster over the Bills roster, like I think that's a Super Bowl competing team. I mean, I think it's a playoff team, but yeah. It's I a, mean, like like they're in the mid. Like there's a big difference between four and five wins. And I mean, the, and what the issue is, is, of course, quarterback, right? Like, he, well, I mean, he's he 
But he made a playoff and was really close to winning a playoff game with Tyrod. That's uh, you're so, right. So I don't know that that's the big question. I think all of the – I think Case Keenum, maybe not Colt, but Case and, and the potential of Haskins could be the best quarterback he's ever had. Oh, yeah, it's it's entirely possible. But it will take time to develop. Like, it, I don't think he's going to come in and But Gruden's not going to have that time. So no. the problem is, is do we see Haskins at all? Because Gruden's got to win now. He can't take the chance of – if this rookie's not ready and he costs us a couple of games, do I lose my job? Yeah, but it, Case Keenum, I mean, you, you know what you've got there. Like, I, I feel like Case Keenum was brought in as insurance. You know what Case Keenum's not going to do? He's not going to turn the ball over. He did for the Broncos last year. Yeah, the Broncos are garbage. He but, didn't for the Col- uh, for the Vikings. Yeah, but, it, but well, okay, you got a point so there. So just it's all about the offense that you're running. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think Haskins ends up starting sooner than later. Um but we'll see. We'll see. So I've got them 5-11. and 11. you got them, what, 4-12? and 12? 4-12. and 12. We're close. All right. That's going to wrap up our AFC and NFC East previews. Of course, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Go to tunicatravel.com. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com. Or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.